Our gospel lesson for today, the 16th Sunday after Pentecost, comes from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all of his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he should pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. How many of you remember Austin Powers? Groovy, baby. The plot of the first one, I think, is kind of funny. Now, if you're not, uh, maybe I should back up. If you're not familiar with Austin Powers, it's a spy movie that was intended to be a very, very comedic way to poke fun at the older James Bond movies. I mean, that was really the whole point of it. But the plot of the first one is this great British spy, the greatest of all spies, is, is frozen in the 1960s because his arch nemesis, Dr. Evil, great name, Dr. Evil had frozen himself cryogenically and was going to come back later. So Austin Powers freezes himself. Now, I don't really care about Austin Powers. I'm actually thinking about Dr. Evil here. Dr. Evil, when he thaws out like 30-odd years later, he's, he's trying to come up with all these evil schemes because, you know, that's what he does. He's, he's, he's the bad guy. And so he calls the president, or he's talking about calling the president, and he says, we're going to hold the world ransom for one million dollars. And his people all kind of laugh at him, and they're like, million dollars isn't that much, dude. So he learns his lesson. Now we have to fast forward to the second movie, because you know they made sequels. Now in the sequel, Dr. Evil goes back in time. It's very confusing, I know. He goes back to the 60s, and now he's going to hold the president ransom. And he says to the president, unless you pay us $100 billion. And the president laughs at him. He says, this is 1967. That kind of money doesn't exist. You might as well have asked for a bajillion gazillion dollars. And they all laugh at him. Now, this is really apropos to nothing other than this idea of 
How often do we say that? It's like a gajillion dollars. We say that sometimes, yeah? And that just means it's this humongous amount that we can't even wrap our heads around. That idea is actually within the gospel today. That's why I'm talking about all this, this unfathomable amount of money. Now, as we start off here, this picks up actually right where we left off last week when Jesus has been talking about uh, reconciliation within, within the church, within the, the community of faith, and what happens when one person sins against another, and how are we reconciled, and how do we point all that out? And now Peter, it's always Peter, Peter's scratching his head just a little bit, and he thinks, well, okay, so if people are going to sin against us, we do need to forgive. Yes, Jesus, you told us that. But how often do we have to forgive? And I think Peter thinks he's, he's being pretty, pretty gracious here when he says, as many as seven times? And Jesus chuckles, and he says, oh, Peter, not seven, but as many as 77 times, tons of times. Over and over and over again, you must forgive when someone sins. And then he tells this parable about this king who's settling accounts with, or settling debts with, with some of his slaves. The first one comes in, and we hear this first slave has a debt of 10,000 talents. And we gotta, we got to do some definitions here to kind of understand what this is. A talent is the equivalent of 20 years' worth of wages for a day laborer. One talent is 20 years worth of wages. So if this guy owes him 10,000 talents, if we do the math, that's the equivalent of working for, is it 200? Math is hard. 200,000 years to pay off this debt. Might as well be one bazillion dollars. It's this, Jesus is just pulling out this humongous amount. Because think about it. Most kings didn't even have that much money. So how would it be possible that this slave would ever accumulate a debt that, that big and there's no way he could ever pay it back, right? Just no way. It's, it's unfathomable. It's this incredibly humongous amount. So that's what that thing is. Well, and then we hear that when the king tells him what his debt is and he says, I can't pay it back, and the, the king is going to throw him in prison and sell him into slavery, and not just him, but his entire family, to try and offset this debt. He pleads for mercy. Lord, have mercy. Forgive me, and I will pay it back. I will pay back everything you, I owe you. Be patient with me. And the king forgives the debt. Not only being patient with him, but he forgives it. It's gone. He wipes it out. So this guy's like, well, cool. Now things are going good for me. And he goes outside, and he bumps into one of his fellow slaves who owes him 100 denarii. Now, here's another thing we got to define. A denarii, one denarii, is, is a day's wage. So if you're a day laborer, you go out to work, they pay you one denarii. And he owes him 100 denarii. So we're talking a debt of, I don't know, like three months worth of work, roughly. No small amount, but something that you could actually, you know, work and pay off. Those of us who have paid off student loans, we know, hey, yeah, you can work and pay it off, or any loan for that matter. But it's a, an amount that's doable. And this guy, who has had this incredible, this un, unfathomable amount, this, this incredible debt that he had no chance of ever paying off. He had had that forgiven, and his fellow slave literally says the exact same thing to him. Be patient with me, and I will pay you what I owe. And this guy has no mercy in him whatsoever. And he throws this other guy in jail until he would pay it back. He clearly didn't learn anything from this gracious gift that had been given to him. Now, I think what Jesus is talking about here, he's talking about the importance of forgiveness. He's not so much talking about debts. 
as he is showing mercy for one another. When someone asks for forgiveness, forgiveness should be offered. And I think what we are really encouraged to take from this, from this passage, is the reminder of the incredible gift that we have been given in God's grace. And that's one way to really think about this. We could think about the king who forgives the, the incredible debt as an example of the way God's grace is shown to us. Now, in confirmation class today, we were kind of talking about this. This year, right now, we're talking about Martin Luther and, and what he did 500 years ago and trying to reform the church. But we really zeroed in on this idea that God's grace, God's mercy for us is this free gift that's given to us. We don't earn it. We don't, we don't pay for it. We don't do anything to deserve it. God simply gives it to us. And the forgiveness of, of our brokenness, the forgiveness of our sins, the forgiveness of all of that is beyond measure. It's beyond count. It's beyond anything that we could ever fathom. It's really beyond value, if we wanted to say that. We might call it priceless. And from there, I think we're also called to learn to show that same mercy to one another. I mean, we all know that within our relationships, relationships get strained, relationships get broken, and at times, and we're called to be reconciled. We're called to forgive one another, to offer that same gift of forgiveness and mercy that we have first been shown. I mean, Jesus even talked about this when he taught us the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's kind of right there in the job description of being a Christian. And that's important for us to remember. It's important for us to practice. But I also think it's worth noting that sometimes life is messy. And sometimes relationships are messy. And if we think about the earlier passage that we had last week, I think Jesus was also illustrating that when he talks about the fact that sometimes forgiveness gets real, real tricky. And sometimes reconciliation within relationships or within communities can get real, real tricky. Because what do we do when someone says that they want to be forgiven, but their actions don't really show that? Do we have mercy on them? Do we have grace for them? Well, maybe. It seems that we're called to do that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship itself is going to continue in the same way. I think maybe the takeaway from all of this, something that I think that Jesus recognized, is that relationship is hard, and forgiveness is hard, and reconciliation is hard, and this life that we have been called to live as followers of Christ is hard, and we're going to mess it up. But thanks be to God that there's forgiveness for that too. None of us are going to ever get this 100% perfect. And I think it's okay to be honest about that and to know that. But thanks be to God that that unfathomable, huge amount of mercy that God has shown to every one of us overcomes all of this. The powers of sin, the powers of brokenness, the powers of death are powerless before the almighty mercy of God is shown for every single one of us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the gospel in a nutshell, right? So I think amen. <laughs>